everyone, it's Angela here, and you're about to hear a solo episode by Jay today, but I just wanted to get a quick intro and thank you in. Jay is going to do her own version of 73 Questions, created by Vogue and Joe Sabia, and we know how much he likes proper credit is given, so we just wanted to make sure that we threw that in today, so thank you very much Vogue and Joe Sabia for giving us the opportunity to do this, and thank you to the airplane. Welcome back to an Omnia Pradas, your host and only host today, Jay. No, I did not kick Angela off the show, unlike some of you may have thought. She's just getting a break. Plus, we weren't really sure what to talk about today, so when we don't know what to talk about, I certainly always have something to talk about, which is how we got here. As assumed, or as a warning, with it just being me, one, sorry, you probably can't listen on doublespeak because I talk very fast, and when I have to talk by myself and record to myself alone, that's probably going to get faster, and two, turn the volume down because we all know this whole program technology thing lowers the volume when Angela's here and I just scream into the microphone. But like, you talk to me in real life, so you can kind of expect that. As not knowing exactly what to talk about today, I looked up the Vogue 73 questions, or at least one variation of them, and I'm just gonna answer them for you guys. Because who doesn't want to know more about me? Plus, it's 73 things, so hopefully if I answer each question for at least about 30 seconds, 50 seconds, we'll have a good episode length. So, according to this We in France blog, we found a version of the 73 questions. I I'm gonna jump right in. Number one, what is your favorite time of day? I'm a big like 9 a.m. to noon person. I like to wake up early. I'm very much an early riser, but I don't like to really get productive until around nine-ish, but I need to be up before then. Like I need a few hours to do myself, listen to a podcast, work out, watch my shows, do what I wanna do. But then I'm like in my zone from like nine to three. What is your biggest weakness? Throwback to bad job interviews and dating at profile files, icebreakers, and all of those terrible things. I would say, I hear my cat crying in the background. I would say in social situations, because this is more of like a fun thing, I feel like my biggest weakness is some variation of like not being able to express my vulnerability in the correct way at the correct time. So that can manifest in coming off more aloof or being called a bitch because I'm scared in social situations or it can come off as like me being very passionate and aggressive trying to like not show something. So I'd say like working on that, Brene Brown, Glennon Doyle, self-work, all of that great stuff for the past two years we're trying to work on. What's my biggest strength? Well, I think on the flip side of that, something that I'm very proud of is like I'm a very loyal person I've always joked and people have always joked like when you say loyal a lot of people think of dogs and I think like obviously pets have a loyalty to them but like I I don't want to say I'm a ride or die you guys anyone listening is free to say that I am but I feel like I am willing to do in the words of Degrassi whatever it takes for my friends for my family and I put that above a lot of other things every other thing except myself because remember airplane mask people but yeah I think my loyalty and and the space I allow or I welcome my friends and family holding in my life is my greatest strength or one of them. What's the biggest learning experience I've had? I think I would say probably like the pandemic and for all y'all and everyone saying we're out of a pandemic, we're not out of a pandemic 
because I know no multiple people who had multiple strains of COVID, people getting it for the first time, and people still like not wearing a mask. I still wear a mask indoors. I try to minimally eat indoors. Please do responsibly whatever they say. And now we have monkeypox. So like do what you can to be good. But through staying at home, through having to reflect, or through choosing to take this time to reflect and just really work on myself. And not only work on myself, the first step as everything is, is to realize you need to work on yourself. I feel like I would have gotten to where I am or the journey I'm on or the path, whatever you want to call it, eventually. But I definitely think 2020 sped that up quite a bit, accelerated it forward. What makes me angry? Oh, geez. We could do a whole podcast just on this. But I think at my core, especially recently, and I'll try not to literally grow on this podcast. The thing that makes me angry is just how little or how evident it is how little people care about other people. And I'm not trying to miss America miss congeniality just with me recording this at the end of Pride Month, Juneteenth, school shootings, women's rights, um, or the rights of people who can get pregnant. It's just so clear to me how the Ukraine war, how clear that some people really have not done the self-work and self-reflection enough to truly align what it means to care of their actions, their values, and their words. Oh, and the Asian hate and everything else going on and going wrong. It's very clear those who are trying to learn and those who have no interest in it, who are fine with the way things are because it doesn't directly impact them or their way of life, or this new thing of caring of others and including others and making space for others is a direct threat to their way of life which I'm not saying we I agree we need to keep people where they are I agree we need to leave space for where people are on their journeys but gosh darn sometimes like when you hear things that come out of others mouths, it's just like how do you not just care about people let alone strangers let alone people in their family and letting accepting people for being who they are loving who they want to love I don't understand it and it just it makes me so angry knowing that people not only do it but they justify it. Sorry y'all got deep a little bit. What's one vice you wish you could give up on? Currently like I would say social media. It's ironic I do work in social media. We need social media for the podcast. I love making content. My family can vouch even before social media. I've been the photographer of the family for years. I took some family photos like as for fun. I wanted a DSLR. I wanted I had the little like flip cameras and I would play with cameras and love taking selfies on my flip phone back when that was a thing. Like I've always love photography and photography and like making content it's never been an issue of like making content but it's a thing of now sharing content and with everyone sharing content on such a wide scale again with the vulnerability barrier like not posting content that ranks with certain metrics I am trying to pull out of self-worth but currently are still there and it's just so interesting to see how content views and likes and things have become a metric of social capital in a way that they just weren't got to sound like a boomer back in my day like that didn't even exist like I remember my first photo on Instagram if you like scroll all the way back it's like my friend in a hallway with like a chocolate mustache like it's not anything serious it's not anything like don't worry I have never I can't say never I don't think I've archived many of my Instagram photos but I don't archive most of them because for me I use it as like a digital scrapbook of like but now it's like if you go through my you see my phases my my hips are popped in photos my hair is up my hand is up in a lot of them or it's down I'm making a similar face because 
because I can't break out of the mold. So maybe that's the vice that I wish I could get out of. I can't break out of the mold for not posting this kind of content on social media because I do have too much validation adapted to it. What am I most excited for these days? Well, in the Bay Area, this upcoming weekend is Ride. This will pass obviously before this episode go out, but I'm very excited to have our friends and special guests who y'all know, Madison, Olivia, and some of their friends come up for the San Francisco Pride Parade this year. So I'll be excited to see them and finally go to my first Pride Parade. What is the best compliment I've ever received? Oh, geez. I think for me, whenever someone notices like my generosity or acknowledges like when I do go above and beyond means a lot because like I really try for all of that stuff. I also think one the big ones are kind of me when that's acknowledged consistently like oh wow you do a lot and like we know we can count on you. I mean the count on is again iffy because I have an airplane mask often but so I go above and beyond at my own detriment but I think when people are just when they when I feel like I guess like a, a small example is like when I generously love to bake and for my friends and hostess with the most when they come visit it's a thing that like I love doing it and I love getting like the thanks for it because I can tell and they don't expect it which kind of for me used to be like a cycle of things like I do it because I need the validation and it gives my worth to other people but like trying to work on myself in the pandemic and getting over that like when they do it and it's not that they expect it like they're always surprised like they're not expecting me to do these things but like they know I will because I'm just always I'm a helicopter host like do you need water do you need a drink is there enough toilet paper in the bathroom do you need toothpaste do I need to run to the store how's the temperature actually that's I will never ask about the temperature because I probably want it colder than it's set out right now but other than that I want to make sure my guests feel comfortable and it's something that I'm getting to a point of accepting that that's not why I have friends but I love to show my friends my love for them in that way when um number nine when am I inspired the most I think just listening to other people's stories of resilience accomplishment I don't know I feel like this sounds like super chewy woohoo like I'm inspired often but I think like I'm inspired by other people's experiences that are just not my own because I think we all get to where we do for a reason and through tools we pick up and I'm just always inspired to heal I am inspired to heal oh my gosh I am inspired to hear other people's tools toolboxes and how they accumulated those to get to where they are in life and where they want to go sweet or savory savory every day I am I'm a french fries in milkshake person so sue me but to me they should be going together and if you really want it add a little bit of ghost pepper on top what is the priciest thing I've ever splurged on oh geez I think probably a trip probably my study abroad trip I brought back like one gift for every one of my friends and family per country I was in so I think shopping in Europe but I feel like I'm going to Europe I'm going to spend money it's a cycle I'm going to Europe so I'm going to spend money because I am in Europe or when I travel anywhere else. What makes you smile the most? Oh, babies. I mean, I shouldn't say baby babies. Babies do make me smile a ton, but for me, like my sweet spot is like two to six year olds. My heart melts, their little voice, their little fat pockets, their squishiness, their laughter, whether they're running into a walls, they're asking me a slightly invasive question, whatever it may be. Children two to six, I am here for it. I have been here for it and I will always be here for them. What's one thing people don't know about me? Oh, Jeez. I don't know. This is always like a people don't know things until like I don't know what people don't know about me until they know. Um, I used to be gluten intolerant. I used to have a wheat allergy that I grew out of. I'm left-handed, which I think I've even shared on here before. Um, my first mm, no, I don't know. I cheated on a history test in eighth grade. <laughs> I did get caught, so I feel like I had a very quick 
story arc with that. Um, heels, flats, or sneakers. I will always pick beauty over comfort, 100%. So like I do, I will pick heels, but like I am now at the point in my life where I understand that certain heels are just not comfortable for every occasion. So I will wear sneakers when I travel. If anyone has a good recommendation other than the current, I think I have the Adidas Sam Smith that are white and that aren't the Nike Air Forces that are slightly more like athletic-y comfort, but still like pure, pure white and can be worn as like a fashion sneaker that's not like a superga platform or anything text me or dm us what makes me feel most like myself probably when i'm with my friends and family i'm either um i've made it my personal brand whether i'm at my friends at a brunch and that if i could have a brunch with all of my friends at one time that would be the dream maybe one day when i'm rich or i'm terminal we can get that to happen um or family holidays always make me do whether it's hanukkah or christmas or thanksgiving thanksgiving's the big one i've always kind of joked when it comes to like duking out the holidays with a future partner like thanksgiving is like my stronghold like unless your family like having thanksgiving like at the white house like i will be putting my foot down pretty hard for that one but like hey i would be grateful to go into a family where my partner feels the same way about his family and thanksgiving as i do about mine what are three things i can't live without like let's go like okay so obviously like friends family people love emotional intelligence all that great stuff but like let's go materially three things i can't live without are obviously my phone which is like a gps thing like iphones are like the new Swiss Army knives let's be honest like they do everything at once um so my phone recently I've been wearing the Tiffany bracelet I want on this podcast a lot so we'll throw that in there and then either like a good black ankle boot um window or aisle seat I always go window seat because I have a thing now which might be turning into a little bit of a compulsion I need to watch that I always like to take a video of when the plane takes off when the plane lands I don't know where I started this probably I just was doing it for like the aesthetic for the content and now it's kind of a thing if I don't do it I get a little bit paranoid when I fly so I pick window but like I do like an aisle seat for like longer flights because like you're gonna have to pee for like a two-hour flight like from from NorCal to SoCal or even like San Francisco to New York like you don't need like you can hold it but like if you're going to Europe or Asia you need the full thing what is my current tv character obsession okay well I don't want to spoil this but I'm gonna play the first few notes of the show that will be coming up in a future episode that I'm excited about. So if you can guess it, DM us the show and then DM us who you think my favorite character on the show would be. It's all you get, people. It's all you get. 19, leather or lace? I don't know if this is like, I feel like this might be like a Southern thing. I don't know if this is a Southern thing or a kink thing. I guess like I like, like I have like leather jackets and like leather handbags. Like lace for me is like very bridal and vintage, which like is a look, but like it reminds me also of like creepy antique dolls. So I guess we'll go with leather. <laughs> um, 20, what's the most adventurous thing you've done in your life? I want to go skydiving. No one believes me and tells me it's off brand, but I want to go skydiving. But other than that, I guess like the most adventurous thing is like every time I've like, well, except for my friend's wedding my first two times leaving the country were with like groups of people I've never met so I guess like meeting strangers in foreign countries and the way that sounds sounds really bad but like yeah I guess like that the most thing like going to other countries with like no safety net of like making friends or the guarantee of making friends or knowing anyone how would I define myself in three words so we could go like with a self-deprecating like controlling anal retentive and emotionally unavailable or we could try to like do 
the whole like optimistic glass half full which we would go I would go caring I like to say cheeky because it's how they say it in England and I hope people would say kind I would say kind I try to be kind there's this big thing with the whole um, Maddie Cassie thing on euphoria of like Cassie is nice but not kind and Maddie is kind but not nice and I've been thinking about that and I think Angela and I hopefully when she hears this she'll remember and like, we can start a whole conversation about the difference and like realizing like we're always told to be nice you're told to be nice but then like really if you think about it and break it down what does really being nice mean anyway moving on what is my current piece of clothing what is my current favorite piece of clothing that I own oh I own a lot of clothes and I like a lot of my clothes um I guess like right now it would probably be the dress I wore to the Bridgerton ball because I just love the dress. I got it for my senior spring formal that we had on a yacht and that was in 2017 and then in 2018 the movie Crazy Rich Asians came out and um, Constance Wu aka Rachel Chu I believe wore a very similar her the dress she wore to Aramid Sweating the blue one. My dress is a very similar style to that except mine didn't have the flowers on it. So I would say I inspired the movie because it's like like East Asian girls and these very nice pastel-y dress and this time I got to wear a tiara with it. What's a must-have clothing item everyone should own? Oh my gosh I could go on and on. I can't just pick one so because this is my podcast and no one's here to stop me I'm gonna list a few. A good white shirt, a good black shirt, I would say a various sleeve lengths either a short sleeve and a long sleeve, a button down and a cami, a tube top, a bandeau, cropped, uncropped, whatever your preference is like a black and white shirt and some various options. I say a good pair of jeans, a good pair of blue jeans. You can make them Levi's, 501s, you straight leg, bootleg, whatever. A good pair of jeans, blue jeans, and I'd say a medium to a darker wash, a good pair of black jeans, and then an ankle boot of the color of your choosing. I know I'm the last person to say this. I would try to cap it out a three inch heel because you want it to be able to go more business casual, date night, cocktail hour, multifunctional. I say a good army jacket, a good leather jacket, a good cardigan. Obviously a little black dress, a little white dress. I don't know. As we know, my wardrobe typically lacks color. So for me, like a must have is like what you need to make a capsule wardrobe. But like you can make a capsule wardrobe with other things. Just for me, when I hear like a must have item is always like get your neutrals because like you can always find a $3 papa green bright necklace, but you might not be able to find like a nice like um boucle jacket from Chanel. I understand the extremes there. Pardon me. <laughs> What's inspiring me in life right now? Um currently there's a podcast I'm listening to. If you were able to guess the soundbite you will know the podcast I'm currently listening to and listening to that podcast in conjunction with the entertainment value that goes with it is just a very inspiring story not only kind of for the full circle moment we're getting but also to hear just the journey and the story of resilience and inspiring of where these people started and where they are now and how they are able to look back and see the duality of an experience they had while also how they would evolve and basically able to like take the good away from it make fun of themselves but also now like see that the bond and everything still connects them and how much they've all grown since the time of this original piece of content being made. Number 25 what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um not to go into too much detail because like I don't know if my mom wants this on the internet but basically there was a story that she told me of herself in high school that in short was the worst 
of a thing you do that you don't want to tell me if you tell me you won't get punished. So for example, it was a thing of like, if I went to a party, and this didn't happen, but if I went to a party in high school and the options were to, and I got plastered, and the options were to either get in a car with a drunk driver or stay at the party and have my mom come get me at like 2 a.m. If I call my mom drunk at 2 a.m., she will come get me and I will not get punished because it's doing the right thing at the moment where you feel like doing the right thing. And it's like, I understand that young people, it's hard to trust your parents in those moments. It's hard to believe the thing they're saying. But when my mom told me her version of that story and her thing, like not to compare, was like much worse than anything I had ever done in high school, it kind of gave me assurance of like, one, oh, parents are real people and things happen. And two, just knowing that like a relative did something similar for her and that is something that I always want to do for my children and that my friends have always admired and my mom is that like having that trust of like no matter how bad something I do is if I do what I can to keep myself safe then there will not be consequences because I think in those moments I mean I don't know if this is advice but for me I took it as advice because to me it's like in those moments of darkness and scared and like you want to make that you're oh shoot my parents gonna be mad at me or so-and-so is gonna be mad at me like shit I don't want to make the choice is like the moment where you can like lean in and make that choice you're already I feel kind of reflecting on it's like you're already suffering enough and like having to admit and call and make the better choice is punishment enough in those moments that you're you it's a, it's enough of like a core memory of learning experience it won't be done again 26 what is your pet peeve what is my pet peeve if we're being honest but if we're gonna get there a few slow people in lines and airports and coffee shops slow walkers I guess like if we want to like put it in a bigger bubble we could say either inefficiency or like obliviousness they're kind of hand in hand they both bother me but in different ways I feel like a, I feel like though they stem from the same place of like I mean I think oblivious is the better one because like a lack of awareness of you existing in a world where other people exist I went to a museum yesterday and a woman came and stood right freaking in front of me it's like okay you could have not not just seen me there like it's an obliviousness of like there are other people here do it like I am an obnoxious traveler in the sense that I will stand in the same spot if I'm trying to get a photo of something let's say the Eiffel Tower and I will like not block traffic like in the freeway or like in like in a street but if I want a photo and people are in my way and they want to get a photo I will stand in the same place until everyone gets my shot but as soon as I get my shot I leave so some people may say I feed into this but my thing is if I see other people taking photos I'm not going to stand in their photo I'm not going to block other people same thing at concerts if you are tall and it is standing room if there is someone my height or shorter near you move or ask at least take the second big hey like can you see like do you need me to move like do something ted talk over 27 diamonds or pearls um por que no los dos what is something you notice when you first meet them um for me i don't know if this is like in general or like a partner sort of thing for me it's like their smile and their fit of their clothing <laughs> um 29 what's your biggest regret i mean i try not to regret too many things but i feel like one of the ones i always say is like i didn't high- audition for my high school cheer team i I really wanted to be a cheerleader and I just got so scared and at the time I didn't have any friends doing it so like I wouldn't do it but like going back I probably would have done it because like low stakes and like obviously when you make one change like that it would ripple through everything so I just always kind of curious think like what if I did that um but yeah that's about it 30 what heavily played into your music playlist right now oh for a while it was like all of the Bridgerton covers of like popular slash popular like pop culture songs of their time in like the orchestral style um 
I don't know. Unlike Angela, I do listen to music, but my music taste is either a combination of like show tunes or like nostalgic 2000s music that a lot of people forgot or songs I hear in TV shows and movies from very obscure scenes that just like hold a special place in my heart because I can envision the scene. Um, What's my favorite board game? I have Disney Monopoly and I love it. Or um, Mall Madness, those two. What is my guilty pleasure? I think probably my music taste would be my guilty pleasure. Like I will still put on old One Direction or Alcana Montana albums and I dance by myself. Um, what book did I finish most recently? I think the last book I completely finished was Cultish. I've been on like a bit of a reading hiatus, but like I'm thinking of getting back soon, but I'm very excited because this upcoming weekend will be Angela's Coho recap. So I'm, we'll see if I fall into that. What makes me feel accomplished? Jeez, honestly, like we're working on this, but like external things. I like praise. I like certificates. I like awards. I like I like competition. I like an external acknowledgement. However, although it feels like accomplishment, I understand like the true accomplishment is like knowing internally that I've accomplished something, but like we're not quite there yet. So right now, what makes me feel accomplished? External things. When other people tell me I've accomplished something makes me feel accomplished. How do I start off my day? Coffee and my morning skincare routine ideally, and hopefully a workout. I've been working out at night lately and it's been screwing with my sleep. And I'm having really bad dreams about like the shows I'm watching. And it's not even like what's the scenes in the show, like I'm making up storylines lines in my head it's just not good so I need to get back to working out in the morning what's my favorite holiday well my birthday which is at the end of October kicks off the holiday season in my family or at least that's how we say it does or I've deemed it does so I'm just gonna go with like my birthday and on what are you more into looks or brains oh gee brains all the way I mean yeah because it's like, what are you more attracted to looks or brains I'm more attracted to how someone looks but I think that's kind of how it just like initially goes long term like what are you more into their brains the way they think why they think that way how they come to conclusions if they're curious what the, what have you but I think like the initial thing is you're into the looks but more into it will always be brain because looks fade if I could switch sides with one person for a day who would it be huh I feel like I want like I don't know we're gonna go with a few people because I can't pick one I'm currently looking at the print of Michelle Obama's presidential portrait so I feel like I'd love to be in Michelle Obama's shoes for a day I would also love to be in like, I'm not sure exactly who, but some designer during fashion week, not the designer, but like someone who gets to sit front row, maybe Anna Wintour or like the day of the Met. Like, oh my God, I'd love to be in the body of someone like switch lives with someone the day of the Met ball. Um, maybe also like, I don't know, obviously we have our um, Mia Mignonette Thermopolis Ronaldi, Queen of Genovia. That would be a fun one. I don't know. There are a lot of people whose lives I'd like to switch with. What's one thing you've always wanted to try but you've been too scared to do I'm not too scared to skydive I just need to like do it sooner rather than later I need to just like commit because I have to do research because like obviously like people do it all the time and nothing happens but like some places are actually better than others and like when you're jumping out of a plane you kind of want to have that reassurance what's one thing you wish you knew at age 19 so at 19 would have been the year 2014 so I would have been finishing up my first year in college into my second year of college. Mm. I think, okay, so I understand the way, so this isn't, so the way they use it in the movie is not the way I mean it, but it's the quote. So in Miss Congeniality 2, when Sandra Bullock's all makeover and very into herself, she tells the little girl, like, people care about people who care about themselves. And she meant it in a very superficial aesthetic kind of way. But like, I wish I had told myself that because I think during that time in my life, especially being away from home, not being a new fish in college and not being a 
being like advanced or feeling where I was what I wanted to be I did so much and tried so hard to let like to let other people's stories become my story and engross myself in their lives and like letting myself believe and like not 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 give my opinions because of course I gave my opinions but not like I wasn't an interesting I didn't feel like an interesting person and therefore wouldn't I mean I wouldn't let people in for numerous reasons but like for one of them like if I didn't feel interesting enough like to do what I wasn't I guess like as we all know in TikTok and Jensen Sarah I wasn't like putting my source energy out in the correct way for people to like obviously I have friends I have great friends and I've like can talk to people and I've like it's not that I didn't have the kind of friends I wanted but I think that for me I wasn't being I wasn't caring about myself and therefore I projected onto other people that I didn't value myself and wasn't interesting and then I don't know I feel like I'm kind of like inceptioning myself point is I didn't care about myself enough or find myself interesting enough to really live my own life outside of my friends lives and I wish I had been able to do that 41 besides phones well what are a couple must-have items in my purse well currently a mask and hand sanitizer but if we're gonna take that out um a hair tie and glasses or sunglasses if I were to not oh okay I think assuming this would be like a this okay well this person obviously if you were not living where you are where would I be living I actually had this conversation with my friend Allie when I went out to LA to visit if it was just like currently where I am in like my financial situation I'd probably like I like the Bay Area or I might move to London I love London I love the accents love Nando's um weather is very similar to parts of the Bay Area so like I'm used to the fog but if I were rich like if I could be like the upper echelon of rich I would move to New York because I don't think there's any place better to be opulently stupidly wealthy than New York City if I'm in a bad mood do I prefer to be left alone or have someone to cheer me up I don't want you to cheer me up but I also don't necessarily want to be alone like I like knowing people are around if I have the urge to rely on someone else but like I don't want you on top of me I don't want you near me I want to know you're there it's kind of like the the quote from Gilmore Girls season seven with Logan and Rory at the party like he's a Rockefeller he wants you to know that he's a Rockefeller but you can't say that you know he's a Rockefeller so when you talk to him make sure he knows that you know that he's a Rockefeller where's the best vacation I've ever taken so I've started making distinctions between like vacations and trips which sounds I understand is a bit of a privileged thing to say to me vacation I think is like complete relaxation like lying on a beach in which case we would probably I'd probably have to say Hawaii but like favorite trip of like exploring and traveling I went to like Barcelona a while ago and I, I keep forgetting I've been to Barcelona because like it's one it was right before COVID and two like just like I didn't fully get to embrace it then because like I came back with bronchitis so like a lot was going on then but like I loved go- I love going I love vacationing anywhere anywhere new anywhere in everywhere what's one city you've always dreamed of traveling to oh god um Santorini it's basic I'm aware you know we should go to the smaller islands but I want to go to Santorini I want the photo in the blue dress with the white homes and the white light at, at golden hour so soupy what's something I always travel with I recently got these really good um blackout eye masks I got them so the trick is mine is domed so I googled ones for lash extensions I don't have lash extensions but that way they leave room so your eyes can be fully open within the mask but it's a blackout and it's also great for side sleepers favorite food okay if it's like food like pure food french fries or mostly fried potatoes but like french fries if we're going like meal I'm back on a sushi kick I would I said Korean barbecue for a little bit but I'm back on a sushi kick favorite snack um I like Chester's fries I know it's a controversial opinion versus the hot cheetos versus Takis. I really like the Chester's fries college got me addicted to them what's a movie that made me cry 
Oh my god. I mean, I don't want to say the list of stronger movies I haven't cried in, because I don't cry in every movie. Some movies I cry. I mean, I have cried like Titanic, but like the one I think of like what movie like, made me ball. Currently, the movie that comes to mind is Daddy Daycare, and it's the scene at the end where Eddie Murphy is going back to the like his office, and his son like draws on the picture, and it's just like begging him not to go. Like, and my heart is like breaking. Anything where like a little kid does something adorable, like even thinking of the scene in Full House where like Uncle Jesse's moving out and Michelle gives him the bunny and like my heart is just like breaking thinking about them so yeah but like the last movie oh no what is a movie okay are you confrontational <laughs> yes I am very confrontational and I'm I am not I'm not like this isn't a hill I'm dying on but I stand by confrontational at least the way I interpret it and the way I mean is I'm willing to say the uncomfortable thing so we can move past it I'm willing to bring up the issue if required. I'm willing to talk about the thing that's harder to talk about versus letting it slide or not going because it's not that it doesn't affect you when you don't talk about it, it just festers and I'm not for festering. What's the one talent you wish you had? Singing. I wish I could sing. And I've even thought about learning or trying to take voice lessons or something, but it's like never been enough of a priority. But God, like whenever you watch like a person who can sing, like sing a good lullaby to their kids, it means it's beautiful. What's your favorite exercise? Um, I love, there's a YouTuber who does like dance videos, but like to pop culture, to Broadway, whatever. And I like the style of it because it's like, as you say, it's like a hit style training. So you learn two dance moves per song and you repeat each three times. So it's about three minutes per song. And it's like, a very easy thing to do but it's like nice because it's a little bit more athletic than dance but there's still a little bit of rhythm to it so it's my favorite workout but I'm not a big cardio person so I can't do those very often what's my favorite band One Direction what's a superpower I wish I had teleportation if you say anything other than teleportation come on this podcast and fight me because the only correct answer is teleportation 56 what's something you don't want to be doing in 10 years I mean, I'd love to not be working in 10 years. I don't really see if that's possible. Like, hey, podcaster, producer, someone pick this up and like, let me become rich and famous and like do this full time. Um, In 10 years, I would like to be able to self-validate. So letting it be in a position where when I know I'm right and I know I'm trusting my values, that's all the, that's all the validation I need. So I guess I don't want to be like relying on the validation of others in 10 years. What's the cutest thing on the on planet earth babies tiny children ages two to six what's the best thing that's happened this year i think getting a job i haven't opened up too much on here but my career job trajectory path has been not great since covid obviously i was I was working in beauty retail, obviously that shut down and had a hard time trying to figure out what this next step is. I'm getting back out there. I'm trying to figure it out. But I think getting back out there and trying something new has been the best thing that's happened this year. Oh, and then visiting my friends, obviously seeing my friends. What's my favorite cocktail? I tried my first espresso martini lately and I understand the hype. I'm like, uh, my favorite cocktail is one that was at my friend's wedding in Italy. It's called a Hugo or an Ugo where it's like Prosecco and elderflower and it's just delicious. What movie makes me laugh the hardest? I'm not a big movie laugher, I think. Yeah, no, I mean, it's not a movie, but like it's an hour long, like comedy specials. But I mean, I, I guess like that's not really a fair answer. But like if I watch a comedy special, I call it like a mini movie. So we'll go with that. What's comedy special made me laugh the hardest is um, Taylor Tomlinson's Look at You. Watching it in person, I, that was in October of 2021. Angela and I went, I laughed harder than I think I laughed since like 2018. It was so funny. And yes, I said 2018. So it was before the pandemic that I had laughed that hard, which like it just felt so good. My stomach hurt so badly after. It was just so funny. What do you usually eat for dinner? I don't know. I try to be good, like a vegetable, a protein, and a carb, probably a potato of some sort. Um, do I believe in second chances? Yes, I believe in second 
second chances but I think second chances come with growth like you don't like it's kind of like it's like a trial period like your 30-day trial like you have 30-day trial to me to show that you understand what went wrong to get a second chance like you can't just be like, yeah you get a second chance because you apologized like if you need a second chance it means something went wrong enough for you to work on something to get a second chance and therefore I want to see that like 60-day trial period before you're like you're re-entered to normal working hours what is my idea of a perfect vacation um it would be at least a month and I think because I would want it to be like a slow thing where it's like half can be travel and half can be like lounging like going to like France and doing half in like Paris and other cities in France that are escaping me but then going to the south of France and just like drinking wine and sitting outside and that kind of stuff what's my favorite thing in the world my family and friends I don't know I'm not confused about that just the question I was like um okay what's my favorite color pink and glitter what color clothing do you wear the most black white navy anything neutral what three words to describe living in okay well they say France because this person lives in France but three cities um historical diverse and evolving would be the three words I used to describe where I live do I like surprises I'm trying to like them more I think like my inner child really likes surprises but my controlling outer self really does not so do with that what you will what's one thing I had to learn the hard way people only change when they're ready to change that was a doozy that was a hard one that's basically the tagline for my college experience of people will only change when they want to and it was hard for me one being controlling two for me just like loving every one of my friends with my whole heart not understanding why they would make various decisions from boys to self-sabotage to negative self-talk from everything from anything and everything of like I don't get it why are you doing this to yourself like you deserve better whatever and until they come to terms with it there's nothing anything or anyone can do so my job is to shut up be quiet and let them discover what they need to on their own what is something I'm tired of oh god let's buckle up ladies and gentlemen what am I tired of I'm tired of misinformation I'm tired of all of the isms I'm tired of bigotry I'm tired of the fact that I have to wrap my head around that people see me as less than human for various reasons whether it's because I'm adopted because I identify as Jewish because I'm um an immigrant what have you I am freaking tired of like being assumed and treated less than and this is not me with a victim complex because I saw a TikTok about this this morning with people who feel like it's just a victim complex like no I'm not living as a victim these things are all true and these are all identities I am proud to say I am a part of however what you don't do clearly is self-evaluate of whether you believe because I have those titles and those identities as part of me I'm therefore less valuable less worthy and a less of a human being than you are who do you turn to who do I turn to when I'm sad it depends why I'm sad like if it's it really depends friends and family obviously but it kind of depends on like the arena of why I'm sad what's a trend you would like to see disappear forever at freaking leisure at the leisure go to die and we're at number 73 what did you want to do with your life at age 12 oh geez okay because math that was in 2007 in 2007 was my s- 
sixth grade going into seventh grade or seventh no it was seventh going into eighth grade Ooh, i had a lot of drama going on then a lot of friend drama what did i want to do with my life in control i wanted to work in business i wanted to work in business for a while because i wanted to make money and like at least i was realistic with myself so i wanted to do that um yeah obviously kids like it's so crazy now thinking that like everyone's like yeah 25 kids i'm 26 now like 25 like married at 22 and then have kids at 25 like yeah you're like a year out of college like that's completely fine and normal with everyone getting their mrs degree and such like that sounds completely reasonable like why the heck not oof not definitely not reasonable not where I am not where I would choose to be looking back like I think for whatever is right for you in your life is your choice but oof for me the thought of that is insane well yeah that is my 73 questions there aren't any questions like I wish I had answered or that like were on there that like I didn't answer I think it was like a good holistic view of like where I am where I want to go what's happening um yes I'm very excited so August so next month's recording I have deemed back to school month but unlike last year of just sorority videos it's back to school and back to mine and everyone else's early nostalgia early 2000s nostalgia and depression throwing it back to our school days so it'll involve I mean I'm not gonna tell you what the episodes are but I guess I'll tell you the guests we are having one of my dear friends Lily from high school to chat about something that was peak during our high school years Angela will be doing an episode with a friend on something Angela I and our friend Olivia will be recapping something that I I am just dying to talk about because it's basically consumed my entire June but like I don't want to talk about it too much because it's in our episode for August and if Angela and I start talking about it, Angela and I already got to like one of the peak things of like whose team we're on and we're not on the same team and I'm ready to fight but basically we can't talk about it too much because we need it to be for that episode but frankly that could be an entire we could only talk about that show for all four episodes but we're not going to make you guys suffer through that nor our friend um there is another rewatch Angela and I are planning and then we have because August is one of those very special months with five Tuesdays that's what I'm thinking of five Tuesdays we have a recap on Angela's skincare routine and what's happening with products for her that we recorded a while ago so who knows she might even have some updates for that but thank you for indulging me and listening to me on this episode of In Omnia Paratus don't forget to rate follow and download on Apple Spotify or wherever you get your podcast I've never actually hit the line right so let's see if I can get it as always where you lead will follow so head on over to Apple at Inomnia Pod on Instagram and let us know what you want to hear in the comments. Bye y'all.